0: Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. Vitamin D and autoimmune disease. What kind of correlation is there between the two? Do you always have a vitamin D deficiency? If you have an autoimmune disease, does it make you more at risk for autoimmune disease? Does it impact the severity of it? these are the things that we're going to dive into today. But first, of course, this podcast, like I say at the end of my episodes, it's always for educational purposes. Never disregard medical advice because of something that you've heard me say. Also, I don't want to heap shoulds on you. When you are shoulded upon, it increases your stress. There are always things that we could be doing to increase our health. Always. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in your journey of wellness, there are always things that we could be doing differently. One part of that is just knowing better. When you know better, you can do better. But at the same time, when you're first Facing an autoimmune diagnosis, you can Google it and just be completely overwhelmed with all the things that you all of a sudden feel like you need to be doing. And I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I don't want you to increase that stress because stress is one of the triggers for autoimmune disease. So, what I am offering here are options. And if you want to know the very basics, what do I do first? Go to healthwithhashimoto's.com slash guide. In that guide, which is called Hashimoto's 101, I take you through what is most important. What are the things that you can do first? What are the priorities? So if you don't have that guide yet, head on over to healthwithhashimoto's.com slash guide. And the link will be in the show notes if you just want a clickable link. So healthwithhashimoto's.com slash guide, and you will see Health with Hashimoto's 101 there. It's a free PDF. And like I said, I cover what Hashimoto's is and your top priorities. In this current series that I'm working on in the podcast, we're covering eight common triggers for Hashimoto's. Every autoimmune disease has three things in common a genetic component, a gut component, and a trigger. One or more triggers actually. In the series of eight common triggers, one of them is vitamin D. There is a study of studies and they looked at over 130 different studies on vitamin D and autoimmune disease. And they said, yes, there is a correlation. Specifically, they said given the high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency in patients suffering from autoimmune diseases, vitamin D supplementation can reduce disease severity. And all of the um, research things that I'm going to post or talk about today, they will be posted in the show notes if you want to click and read further what they said and for more background. So in that study of uh, over 130 studies, they, pointed to, yes, there's a correlation between your vitamin D levels and autoimmune in general and severity specifically. So before we dive into like the nitty gritty, like do I need to supplement? Let's talk about what vitamin D is. What does it do in the body? How do we get it? And then finally, how do you know your labs and if you should supplement? So what is vitamin D? First of all, it's not a vitamin. (laughs) We call it a vitamin. And growing up, I always lumped it in with the other antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E. Uh, Well, vitamin D is actually a hormone your body makes it. Now your body can create antioxidants. In a couple of episodes, I have talked to you about activating some pathways within your body so that your body can produce its own antioxidants. So your body has that ability. Your body also produces vitamin D. It does that from um, getting UVB rays from the sun. You've probably heard vitamin D called the sunshine vitamin. Um, It is as a hormone, it's a hormone. So as a hormone, vitamin D is part of your endocrine system. Endocrine system is just your system of hormones. Vitamin D plays a crucial part in the communication between four different parts of your body that regulate calcium. So those four parts of the body, it is your kidneys, your bones, your parathyroid, and your intestine. And those things work together to make sure that the calcium is released and is stored where it needs to go. It also uses vitamin K2 to make sure that the calcium goes where it needs to go, into your bones, not into your soft tissue. So later on, we're going to talk about supplementing with vitamin D and You will also hear me talk at that point about vitamin K2. Vitamin D and vitamin K work together to help the calcium go where it needs to go. So vitamin D is very crucial for calcium and for your bones. And you probably know that because the media has been teaching us that since we were little kids. You watch commercials and you know that you should drink milk because it does a body good. You know that you should drink milk so that you can get your calcium and your vitamin D. So if you drink milk, is that enough? If you drink milk, are your levels good? Well, before I answer that question, what else does vitamin D do in the body? It does a whole lot. It's not just calcium. It, of course, promotes that calcium absorption into your small intestine so that it can go where it needs to go. It also modulates the immune system. Vitamin D is anti-inflammatory and it's an antioxidant. Like I said, kind of like vitamin C and vitamin E, but a little bit different because it's a hormone. Other things it does is it helps with your blood pressure, muscular function, and even cancer. There's a lot of research in PubMed. PubMed is just the Google of published research. Uh, So you can go over there and you can look at different correlations between cancer and vitamin D. It's very fascinating. Back to immunity, vitamin D has been linked to autoimmunity and different things that come up in the literature are thyroiditis, type 1 diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, lupus, and Lyme arthritis. So, Vitamin D is crucial for a lot of things in the body and more that I didn't even mention. So we've talked about that it's a hormone. It's part of your endocrine system. It's called the sunshine vitamin, and you make it from your skin, makes it from the sun. Uh, so, how do we get it? Yes, from the sun, but that's not guaranteed. One of the lectures I listened to early on when I was learning about what is functional medicine, uh, it was a doctor who lived north of Chicago. There's an imaginary line that goes through Chicago. Everybody who lives north of that, we cannot make enough vitamin D from the sun after the fall solstice. So where I live in Minnesota, I could be naked outside all day long, and I still would not be making enough vitamin D from sun exposure all through the winter it's just part of northern hemisphere however this doctor who is providing the lecture he took care of a lot of snowbirds he called them you know people who live in the north part of the united states during the summer and then they move south in the winter so a lot of his patients lived in florida they would come back to his clinic in the spring when things were warming up up north and they were all tan. He said they were even leathery. They had been outside a lot. He would test their vitamin D, and a lot of them were very, very low. So at that point, he realized that sun exposure does not guarantee a good amount of vitamin D. He started checking all of his patients because vitamin D is useful in so many functions of the body. So, Sun exposure is one way that we create vitamin C within our skin, Um, but it's not the only way we can get vitamin D. We can also get vitamin D from our food. Of course, I already mentioned milk. Milk does not naturally have vitamin D. It is fortified. So when you drink a glass of milk, you're like, oh, I'm getting my vitamin D. I don't need to supplement. Actually, it already is supplemented. <laughs> milk does not come out of the cow with vitamin D. It is supplemented in that milk. Things that naturally contain vitamin D, are the oily fish and fish liver, and then egg yolks. It's not in a whole lot of things. Can you get enough vitamin D from your food? The The experts that I have listened to and that I have read their research, they say, no, you cannot get enough vitamin D from your food. It is one of the nutrients that a lot of experts recommend that you supplement with. But how do you know if you should supplement and how do you know how much to supplement with? That's where lab testing comes in. First of all, I'm going to confess, I did not do lab testing right away. I knew when I was pregnant, that I needed vitamin D. I needed vitamin D for me. I needed it for my baby. And then when I was breastfeeding, they specifically told me, the pediatrician and my OBGYN told me that my baby needed extra vitamin D. Why do they need more? It's because mom is deficient. They they generally give babies vitamin D drops, or at least they did when my babies were little, because moms are not giving them enough D through the milk. So I guess milk does contain some vitamin D if the mom has enough. Um, anyway, vitamin D supplementation for babies is necessary if mom doesn't have enough. So when I was pregnant and breastfeeding, I supplemented with a lot of vitamin D. At least I thought it was a lot at the time. Now we have super easy ways to find out if you're deficient or not. Now, Things have changed over the last decade or so. You didn't used to be able to order your own labs. You would have to go talk to your doctor and they would have to approve if you could get that lab work or not, if they thought it was necessary. Well, thankfully things have changed a bit. We can advocate for our own health and we can, we've always been able to do that, but now you can do it in even more ways. If your doctor will not order a lab, you can self-pay and you can order it yourself. I think that's absolutely awesome. There are companies like EverlyWell or Nutridyne and they send you a lab kit in the mail. You open it up. There's a little alcohol wipe, a little stylet. You poke your finger, put some drops of blood on the little sample card, put it in the envelope and mail it back. And within about two weeks, you have your vitamin D results in your email. It's just so convenient. That is what I did because yes, I can go to a physical lab but if it can come to me in the mail and I can do it in between homeschooling my boys, yes, I am going to pick that one. So the other way you can do it, you can get a link from a practitioner and order your own labs. One of my friends does that. And so you can get on her link, order your labs, go to a physical lab, get your blood drawn. They send it off. And then again, in about two weeks in your email, there are your lab results. Now, my friend who offers this as her business, she also offers a consult to talk about what your labs mean. I think that's awesome because you don't want to just rely on Google. You don't want to just rely on your own interpretation of things. It is really nice to have an expert guiding you through that process, especially when you're dealing with so many moving parts. Like I said, vitamin D is intricate, integral in so many different things in your body and everything interacts with everything and impacts everything. It's really nice to have an expert helping you. Your doctor is an expert that should be in your corner fighting for you and helping you create as much wellness as you can. And there's other experts that you can get in your corner as well. So you can get your labs at home or at at a lab. Then how do you know what's good? Different people are going to want different lab results. Yep, that's how medicine works. It's how science works. It's always evolving. You look at the research and you change your recommendations based on what you know. When you know better, you can do better. Well, huge government agencies tend to change a little slower. They're a little slower to respond to new research. And sometimes that's good. You don't want research that has been bought by pharmaceutical companies to outweigh some actually valid research. So in some cases, it is good that government is slow in that. In other ways, we want them to catch up. Vitamin D and actually all of the RDA um, numbers they were set to keep you from dying from dying and i talked about this on one of the earlier episodes you know if you get 100% of the rda the recommended daily allowance in the united states it will get you a d on a you know letter grade is to keep you from failing it's not to get you a c or b or even a it's to keep you at a d from failing so we know that the rda is low um, but what is ideal Okay. So vitamin D is measured. It is the 25 hydroxy vitamin D. That's what you're getting tested. Um, we just call it vitamin D, right? And when we get a number on your lab, it is officially in nanograms per milliliter. I'm just going to give you the numbers. So the old recommendation was it should be at least 20. Well, the new recommendation by the Endocrine Society, so endocrine, again, hormone, they're the people who look at all of your hormones and vitamin D is a hormone. So the Endocrine Endocrine Society now says your levels should be 40 to 60 for both children and adults. The New England Journal of Medicine, they looked at all of the studies and they said at least 12.5 is good. So you can see there's a huge range. What should it be? It's up to you. It's I mean, really, you are your own CEO of your health. You need to look at the research. You need to look at the recommend, recommendations. What is good for you? So you have the experts, the hormone experts, the endocrine society saying 40 to 60 for adults and children. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the New England Journal of Medicine saying, eh, we looked at all of the research. And as long as you're over 12.5, you're okay you're not deficient. So there's a huge range. And there's other experts that have also put in their opinions. The frontline doctors, they work specifically with COVID, but they have looked at a lot of research too. And they want you at least over 50. So when you look at all of this research together, come up with your own number. Work together with your doctor. Okay. So we've talked about what, what is vitamin D? Where does it come from? What does it do in your body? And then the different lab values. So after you get your lab work back and you see it, if it's, if it's in a good level, that's awesome. And Most of us are low in our vitamin D. So then what do you need to supplement? I'm going to repeat that study that I read earlier over, they looked at over 130 studies and they said, vitamin D supplementation can reduce autoimmune disease severity. They are recommending supplementation. Another study was just published in 2022. It was a five-year study of over 25,000 people. And investigators found that the people who took vitamin D or vitamin D and omega-3s, they had a significantly lower rate of autoimmune disease than people who took a placebo the doses in that study were 2000 international units of vitamin D every single day. And if they had that combo one, if it was D and omega threes, it was a thousand milligrams of omega three fatty acids. So that is what they gave to their study participants, 25,000 people. And it was a blind study. There were placebos and there were the real deals. And the people who had vitamin D did better As far as autoimmune disease, there are, of course, just as there were in different recommendations for your lab numbers, there are going to be different recommendations for how much vitamin D you take every day. That one study, they said 2000 international units of vitamin D. When you're looking at vitamin D supplementation, the old way to write vitamin D was international units or IU. They are moving to micrograms. So when you purchase vitamin D off of the shelf, it might say IU or it might might say MCG or it might have both. Because there's this transition period, and it's a very long transition period, years, um, I will give you both of those numbers. The National Institute of Health says this is your should. They say everybody should be taking between 400 and 800 international units. That's 10 to 20 micrograms every day. But they also say it is safe to take up to 4,000 international units per day, which is 100 micrograms. That's the National Institute of Health in the United States. Other studies say anywhere between 1,000 to 4,000 international units a day. That would be 25 to 100 micrograms a day. The frontline doctors, their goal is to get their patients up to at least 50 ASAP. They want you at or above 50 nanograms per milliliter in your blood. So they have two different tables on their website. Again, that link will be in the show notes and they want to get you there quickly. So they recommend massive doses of vitamin D, even over 10,000 a day, which back when I was working in the emergency department, that was unheard of. If you were taking 10 or 20,000 units, it was like once a week. So really work with your doctor, with your experts, with your professional to figure out what is right for you. Look at a lot of different factors. You are the CEO of your own healthcare. Your doctor is on your team don't disregard their medical advice. Most doctors really do want the best for you. And sometimes the insurance companies make it really hard for the doctors to do what they went into medicine to do. So use your resources as you are avail- as they are available so that you can get your health where you want to be. Vitamin D is just one aspect of the tools in your toolkits. It is one trigger. Low vitamin D is one trigger that can start you on that journey of Hashimoto's or other autoimmune diseases. And it's one simple thing that we can work on. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be overwhelming and frightening. Your body isn't working as expected and you get frustrated you can be dealing with many different symptoms, including fatigue, anxiety, heart palpitations, depression, brain fog, and more. You might find yourself saying, I just want to feel like myself again. And I get it. I created the Hashimoto's 101 guide so that you can understand what Hashimoto's is, what it means for you, and how you can create a path to health. There is hope. You can find better health. Download this free guide at healthwithhashimoto's.com guide. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.